Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Miraculous Ladybug, New Powerpuff Girls, and Voltron Legendary Defender, among others. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hello! Today, Delaney and I will be discussing the premiere of the Netflix and DreamWorks new show, Voltron Legendary Defender. It dropped today. I don't know if that's a good use of dropped, but on uh, on Netflix, all uh, 11 episodes um, came. Yeah, today, uh, the June the 10th, we are recording this, and uh, I'll put this up, and Delaney and I are going to keep going, uh, powering through the large release of season one netflix style and going to give you guys uh episode discussions on all of this first season of ultron here in the overly animated podcast check us out at overlyanimated.com. or search for the overly animated podcast on itunes or your favorite podcast or make sure to subscribe uh if you want to check out our other voltron podcast i'm going to try to get a voltron specific itunes feed up on our website if you want to subscribe to that um so uh let's let's get into this uh quick background on me and Delaney for Voltron. So first of all, we're, we've only seen the premiere. We're going to watch, then talk, then watch, then talk. We're not going to be beyond what we were talking about. Um, so uh, Delaney and I have not watched the original Voltron. We are probably, we're too young to have like been kids when that was airing. We could have, I guess we could have gone back and watched, but. Well, I I've, I've seen some. Okay. Yeah. You, not you, a, I'm not like it's not like Powerpuff Girls where I'm like I I can talk about it like I think I've seen like maybe not even a full episode I've seen like I know it existed and I knew what it was and I'm aware that it's like I would like Voltron because I like Power Rangers you, and I understand you, yeah. how this happened you've been exposed to it okay that's good I'm aware of Voltron. but we're not gonna like we're we're not gonna this podcast you won't find us talking about like differences between the original no. we can't compare it we didn't yeah. exist when Voltron but like the last yeah. the last episode of Voltron was in like 1985 so yeah, like so we were not born, yeah. we didn't see that um and. Uh, so I'm also just not interested in comparing yeah. things to the original. We've been over this a lot on this podcast. I'd like to evaluate the show on its own. Um, if you want to leave comments like saying this is different or better or worse than the original, that's like fine. And I welcome that. Um, and I, I'll find some of that stuff interesting. But uh, in terms of our discussions, we're going to focus on evaluating the show as its own entity um, in terms of its quality. And uh, the other aspect is that the show is it, almost its entire crew comes from The Legend of Korra, which is a show Delaney and I uh, podcasted on with our previous podcast from the spirit world. I hosted the most popular Avatar and Korra podcast, and now we're talking about animated shows in general. So we're very familiar with the crew behind this. I was very excited for the show. The show has been branded Korra 2.0 by some of the people involved with Korra. Um, seriously, if you look at, we'll go over some of the specific people involved later, but uh, almost everyone at a high creative level and in the animation studios, the animation studio buying Korra, so in uh in uh in korea and uh very excited about all of that so that's our angle into this um we're not going to be incessantly like comparing it to Korra, but i do think it's like notable to talk maybe talk about some of the contributions of the people involved because i actually have some expertise on that so um let's let's get into voltron legendary defender this premiere was uh spoilers for just the first <laughs> first episode it's uh it's basically three episodes put together for the premiere um so there's only you'll see, if you want go on netflix there's 11 episodes but this first one is the size of three so that's that's what it is um but it only has one name so i guess it counts as episode one right so right. L- yeah so let's get into that uh delaney you just watched uh this first episode what's your initial reaction uh i like it it's um, we get like, 
I'm kind of impressed, honestly, with how well they've established all of the characters just in, you know, I mean, in the first episode. Obviously, it's, you know, three episodes put in one. You know, it's very long. But uh, they do a pretty good job of establishing the characters. I already hate Lance. Good job. We have, we have oh, that established. I hate Lance. Um, <laughs> Pidge is my favorite. He's great. Shiro's all, all of them are great. I mean, I hate Lance, but I love him. It's fine. They're all great. And the 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 music is awesome. The of course we knew it was going to be so pretty, and it's so achingly pretty to watch. Um, I'm a little confused on a lot because <laughs> there's there's some things that don't make a lot of sense with Alora and like everything about Altea. Like a lot of that doesn't make any sense. We could talk about that, but overall, I'm I'm excited to keep watching. I mean, I I'm waiting for more women to appear. Please, yeah. <laughs> can there be like at least one more? Just... Uh, but it's for you know a first episode where there's just a lot of guys and they're all you know very young and there's Lance. At least there's just one Lance. We don't have more than one <laughs> character like him. But so far, I'm I really like it. I'm excited. Uh, there's a lot. There a lot happened in this episode. Maybe went a little too fast, but I mean we have to get all of the lions. You know we can't, yeah. we, can't we can't have an episode like. I mean, base. I mean, I probably if this was broken up, it basically would have turned out into like one lion per episode. But it did work well. I think all of it together. Yeah, uh, I echo a lot of that. First of all, we have some conflict brewing as Lance is my <laughs> second favorite of the five. Really? So, yeah. Like he's fine. Like, he's kind of the worst, but at least he's something. That's my okay. Thing. Well, like, okay, that, okay. That's fair. That's fair. Like he's a, like that's like I have to. That's what I was talking about. Props to like. You've established all the characters. I hate Lance. Good job. You made me hate a character <laughs> in an hour. Like, good job. I mean, uh, this I mean, is he's the type fine. of character you won't like. So, I, I yeah, obviously, I, I'm not yeah. gonna like Lance. Yeah, I, I, I did I do. like him originally. Like initially, I was like, ooh, okay. I'm like, I kind of like him. Then he started talking, and I was like, I kind of hate you. And then I keep flip flopping. I mean, he's my least favorite, but I'm expecting some big things from Lance. Lance also is voiced by Jeremy Shada, who's Finn from Adventure Time, and I love him. And um, it's I, I think this character's good. I think that um, yeah, he's he's kind of like uh, annoying and um, a jerk. But you know, we'll see. We'll see where it goes with Lance. Also, uh, uh, definitely, we're we're hitting really hard on the Lance and. Uh, Keith, like enemies type ship of thing, it. and everyone's gonna ship that. <laughs> like, I ship it. I ship it. I don't even like Lance. I ship Lance and Keith. Like... Okay, that's like the ship. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So uh, I, I did. I like this premiere of of Voltron. Um. I was a little bit worried. I'm worried about a lot of a lot of things going into the show. Um. But I think that they basically executed on the premiere, and I thought it was good. I think it's um the best animation quality we've seen on television since Legend of Korra ended. Uh, so on its own, like, that's it. That's all you need. It's, 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 it's great. It's Uh, pretty. Just watch it. It's, it's Studio Mirror and beyond Studio Mirror, it's also incredibly talented storyboard artist directors and, uh, Joaquin and Lauren in charge of the show. Like all of that combined, seriously, it's just the most gorgeous show. Um, it's not even on TV. It's on Netflix, but, uh, since core ended, like I said, so that on its own is something I thought the story was, um, the weak part of the, of of the premiere. Right. I, 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 I think that the story is, um, generic tropey and uh essentially uh typical 80s space opera basically 
So it's not even typical. It's the eighties. Like that's the Voltron. It was very like we're not. We shouldn't be shocked. <laughs> I, I I feel like it is. Yeah. Like well, first of all, the original wasn't that. Doesn't mean you have to stick to it. They decided to yeah, stick to course. a lot of the elements. Um, I do think that this premiere is the biggest uh, product of them largely sticking to the original. Um, I'm basically, so I've been reading, I don't know spoilers, I've been reading all the interviews with uh, Joaquim Dos Santos and Lauren Montgomery, the creators who worked on Avatar and Korra, and um, I, I've, I'm ex- now expecting a pivot point in the series where yes. uh, we're going to turn into some deeper storytelling and a lot more. It's not rep- just going to be Defenders of the Universe. And gonna- a lot more representation uh, <laughs> from uh, Please. Gender- I actually don't know how this is going to manifest, but they've definitely been saying in interviews like stick with it until we get to a point where there's more there's more girls. And I don't know if it's just like, is Laura going to be the main character or are there going to be more female characters? I'm actually not sure. I'm but, fine with both. Yeah, it's one or, of the two. You know, either I, or. Yeah, it, it's, I, I'm not sure which is going to happen, but it's one of the two. So I think that we're like, I, I've already seen some comments about how this is like, uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's like the old Voltron. It's just, uh, it's more of like an action superhero Saturday morning show than the type of like high storytelling we should expect from like a core or Steven universe. And I think that, um, I think that you could call this premiere that, but I think that's not overall where we're going. And I also think it's a little bit reductive to this premiere, which was incredible production wise. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm, I have the expectations of not necessarily expectations, but we're going to talk about this as if it's any other animated show we talk about on here. Um, I like, I don't want to like reduce this to a, like, oh, it's a Voltron show. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It depends on what you mean by that. I mean, we, that. we talk about, we talk about Ladybug and we know we love Ladybug and of course we're like, okay, monster of the week, but. Yeah, Miraculous Ladybug, another show we talk about on here. And uh, it's like, we the shows can be good for what they are. I don't even know if the show, we can't define what the show we is. We don't even yet, know what it is right? yet. We so don't know. We'll get into that. Um, I, I think the weakest points of, I, th- I do think this premiere is a little bit disappointing writing-wise. Um, I'm ex- I expect uh, slightly more from uh, Tim Hedrick, Josh Hamilton, and Mae John, the three writers who, uh, Tim and Josh from Avatar and Korra, Mae John from Avatar. Um, interesting uh, that she's the third writer on this. And uh I, I think that a lot of the humor in this uh, first hour is pretty bad, uh, yes. just flat out. There's, there's like, towards the end, it gets better. They find their flow, I think, towards the third episode. There's some okay jokes, but uh, a lot of the hunk stuff is really bad. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's, like, a fart joke. Oh, the fart, I just couldn't even. I wasn't really liking that, but, uh, you know, and then there's the elements of the mythology that they need to establish. And my favorite part is that they go through them very fast. Uh because I think it makes it tolerable, and I think that um, that's the way to go. Like, um, the, the mythology that they're presenting is not good enough that – or not, I wouldn't, shouldn't say good. Like, that's relative. It's not deep enough that yeah. that you can spread it out over the course of half a season. You need to get it out of the way immediately, and we need to do different things with the story. Because all the mythology is is like there's these lions that combine to form Voltron, and then there's this evil space guy, and then there's this ancient civilization, and there's this princess from it who's frozen in time, and that's like, and I guess they have armor and they have weapons, and that's like literally it. So yeah, so we get all that out of the way, um, and it's good, and I think it's 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 successful. It's actually like actively successful presentation of their mythology because it's done very quickly. So I think that that was uh, that that was good. I hope that we get into deeper aspects of their world. Um, I guess my favorite aspect of the world is how they presented initially, uh, just this kind of like advanced, like human society that has not had contact with aliens yet. Um, I think that that was like the most interesting part to me, the cold open that they did. Well, I don't know if there's no really theme song, was there? Um, 
So like, uh, but the, the initial scene with Shiro and, uh, what turns out to be Pidge's, uh, like brother and dad. I call that right? stuff like immediately. Like, I was I, actually, I was actually confused because I it looked like Pidge, and I was like, "No, what? that was the thing." I yeah. saw them. I saw them, and I was like, "Okay." Then later, I was like, "Oh, it's him." And then the way he kept talking, I was like, "Oh no, it's his it's brother like a, and his dad." Uh, yeah, out, I didn't make it. that last jump. I was just confused why Pidge didn't remember being <laughs> being. Okay. In, uh, well, that's why at first I was like, "Oh, it's the kid." That's why he keeps getting upset about it. But then they kept, you know, they, after a few minutes, I was like, "Oh no, he's it's his dad." Okay. Yeah called it so, so that was a good a good aspect of the mythology yeah and i i just i, I just think that the the presentation of them like the humans discovering um aliens and being like thrust into this like galactic con conflict and stuff like that i think that's the most appealing aspect it's of like it to me. beginnings of star trek <laughs> yeah it was i think i actually like i think there's an actively i don't know if this is how the original starts so i think like kudos to uh Tim, Josh, and May for for starting us there, and also I assume Joaquin and Lauren involved in the writing. And um, it's it's I think it's a good decision on starting that first episode and getting into all of this. Um, I mean, you could you could call this the mythology like weak or uh, shallow, and I think that's true. But it's also only been three episodes, so we'll see right. where they go with it. That being said, um, I, I I do need them. Do I'm not sure if I need them to explain the lions. Like that's that's very much a Dylan thing. Is like you need to tell me <laughs> what these lines. magic lines are. Like I, I I do would like I would like to know why who like uh, was it Alura's civilization who made them right and then right. um so why were they so advanced and stuff like that? Just have a flashback to them. Well, or something. I'm fine with him. Like I I'm honestly like I'd prefer they just we know everything about her civilization, but I don't need to know about the lions because frankly, when you think about it, it might be really stupid, and yeah, I don't really know yeah. if I want to know. That's the other <laughs> side of that. I agree. Yeah. So I don't. Like, I don't. Maybe they shouldn't do it because I mean we're dealing with you know okay we have magical lions that form together to make a giant robot that is like when you just say it like that that sounds so stupid. So I feel like. Either we don't talk about it at all, which I'm honestly fine with, or we talk around it, which I'm fine with that too. Just we can't talk about the magical lines that turn into a robot. Like, it's, like, we're borderline, you almost can't make that sound good. Like, you were very close to, maybe they'll do it. Maybe they'll find a way to make it sound not stupid. I, and, I, I think the way to go is, you pre like I said, you present, like, the circumstances of their creation rather than the specifics. Like, I kind of just want to see their civilization. I think that might be better. Because the thing is, they've kind of presented the lions as, like, sentient. Yeah. <laughs> we need to, like, be very careful talking about the lions. Right. Like, it really does make no sense. So, <laughs> also, yes. why are they forming Voltron, like, in, why do they just why do they, are they built as a super weapon? Why do they form this this thing that looks like a dude? Like I don't know. It's interesting. Um, like and the leader and you know the black lion you know has wings, which like okay. And I will say we didn't spend enough time with the black lion. Like I don't have uh, a good no. a good uh, picture in my head of his design, but um, I know all of these are aspects of the original mythology, and they're not necessarily supposed to be questioned. So, uh, but in terms of like innate aspects of this show. Uh, I guess I guess we're at a point where if they don't talk about any of it, it's fine. I think yeah, they no, did a good if they job. never talk on it yeah. again, it's fine. Like any as aspects of the core mythology, even if we never reference Lur's civilization. I mean, obviously we're going to if she's a. I need character. that explained though, because they're not on Altea, and they're like, right, they're on a the different planet. We're yeah. on the we're in the castle, and your father saved this here. I'm like, well, how do you know that? Where okay, the, clearly they this is like to their omniscient supercomputer. That's this how. is clearly an Altean castle. Yeah, I, I guess they, they, yeah, they, 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 it does seem like they went to another planet. And then Which they that's that fine. Yeah. Like, but I need that, like, kind right. of explain. I, 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 we will definitely get backstory on, on the Altans from, from Allure, right? So that'll, right. that'll be a thing. Um, uh, 
that's the and so yeah just and uh i think that the action pieces uh, there weren't necessarily a ton of specific action pieces interestingly um i think that they were they're good but i i'm I'm definitely hoping for more background uh joaquim dos santos the co-creator of the show along with uh lauren montgomery is uh what i in in my view and in the view of many the best uh action storyboarder uh animation storyboarder in all of america so um this we can expect big things from the series. Joaquin uh, storyboarded the best fights of Korra. The Korra book three finale fight between Korra and Zahir, I think, is um, I would, it's probably what I would say is the best American animation fight of all time. So I would um, like go back and watch that fight. It's incredible. So we're expect yes. there's we're big things, big things from uh, uh, Joaquin's involvement in in the series. I would say. Uh, and we'll get into other crew members um, and specific uh, things about them and stuff. Um, spe- uh, uh, before that, on ba- the, my least favorite aspects of the premiere, I talked about my favorites. So I said, number one, the humor. Uh, number two, the stupid mice. Um, <laughs> I actually <laughs> like the mice. Actually, I kind of hate it. I, so I'm fine with <laughs> I'm fine with the concept of the mice. I mean, uh, uh, like. This is like a tropey thing, like the animal, like. But the way they were animated and like one of them like giving a thumbs up or whatever, I don't even know what they're doing and like cheering and those kind of stupid. And then they just like fix the thing. I'm fine with it because they explained it because they were she mice were trapped with her I in guess. the sleep chamber. I'm fine with that. Yeah, because that was the, just the, because of that one line, I'm no, okay with the stupid was, mice. I mean, I agree that makes it make sense. That was the stupidest exposition dump. Like, and I, Well, obviously. The, we, that whole but, scene like, was dumb. I, I would really like if they removed that scene. If um, there weren't mice, you know, like, I, I'd be fine. But, you know, they gave us mice, but they didn't just leave it. They actually gave us a stupid throwaway line about the mice, and I bought it. Like, I'm fine with it. Uh, yeah, I... Just because I'm imagining, like, more scenes of just Alora and the mice, which is like so much better than Alora and Cran or whatever the heck his name is. Yeah. Oh, your auntie, uh, uh, what's it? Coran. Yeah, we'll go through all the characters in a second. But um, yeah, that was aspect number two. My third uh, least favorite aspect would be um, this. I feel like there's one kind of mythology hall, which was uh, Alora is she's expositioning about the lions and she's like, um, you can't you they're there. You can't really control them. They're not like robots. They pick their owner. Um, and then she proceeds to tell each of our characters <laughs> which lion is assigned to them. <laughs> so I have no idea. Like, why? Why? I guess that's a part of the original show that they picked their owner. But you just contradicted that. Like, you're well, telling them who they, it is. They did say that she like they connected the lions to her life force. So like no, maybe the I, lions could sell, have been talking sell, to sell. her. I don't the know. lions could have been. Ta- we don't. I know guess that they were talking to Alara, right? And but I, mean, I am selling that, so I don't know. I that mean, was stupid to me. I, I do buy that the blue lion chose uh, yes. uh, Lance, right? Like that, I think did happen on the show. But um, yeah, I just thought that was pretty stupidly presented when she said that, and then they immediately chose. Well, it. we had to have the total Power Rangers scene where they're like, "You get this one, you get this one," and which is like, fine, but just don't include that previous line about them choosing the other, and then it's all it all works. I okay. mean, maybe maybe they'll talk if we have another scene later where like the lions are like talking to Alert, and it's very obvious. Like, I'll be okay. Yeah, I guess I guess that would help explain, right? Yeah, she's a, she like controls them, right? Connection to them, I don't know. Um, let's go through the characters and let's give our impressions of each one. Let's, uh, start with Shiro. I know his, he was, um, named back to what he was in the Japanese original from what he was in the original, uh, 
what he was in the original American version, Yashiro here, uh, voiced by Josh Keaton, the Black Lion pilot, the leader of the group. What are your impressions of Shiro? Um, he's just total Black Power Ranger, and he's great because the Black Power Ranger is my favorite, and that's just who he is. So he's fine. He like he's cool. Like he's like you know, at first I was like he's gonna be the, like the obnoxious like older blah, blah 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 no he's awesome like he's really cool i'd hang out with shiro like you know he's just kind of the he's the brave dashing you know you know leader but he's also like there we're introducing some depth to him in that one whatever him and like keith's relationship is like are they siblings like what's going on and his uh you know the you know he was held prisoner and probably tortured for a year and he has this weird robot arm that he has doesn't really understand like i'm he's cool i like him yeah the best part of uh shiro is that they didn't give him the brooding male treatment it's um, great. He, a little bit he he is but he's not full-on mako or no. uh, Zuko he's actually or... nice like he's like he super nice, nice to yeah. pitch like yeah. i would hang out with shiro like yeah that's the best part of shiro the worst part is that he didn't have any sort of deep characterization in yes episode so i don't really have too much of an opinion on him other than that i don't actively dislike him um which is which isn't to say like I'm this because I typically this character is some type of characters in my favorite, but I'm fine with him. I I'd like his uh, robot arm, I guess, but we'll see what they do with that. Uh, it's kind of unexplained. Why did the enemies who are torturing him give him this this like was the was it them who gave him the robot arm? Like I don't know. That was kind of stupid. Anyway, but it was it was cool. So that that's the primary thing. Let's talk about um Keith, uh voiced by Steve Young, uh voice of Avatar Wan on Korra and uh, on Walking Dead. Uh, he's the pilot of the temperamental red line, which they had to say twice, which I thought was unnecessary. And he's uh, arguably the least characterized of all of them. Who is Keith? What is um, Keith? Yeah, he's like the bad boy, right? Right. So, but it's so funny because like, they, you know, they're like, he's the bad boy and he has like the temperamental, like, you know, red motorcycle line thing, whatever. But he like, clearly is like i don't know if him and shiro are related i don't know if they're that's interesting i didn't see any i didn't see any connection between them really oh no no they're probably brothers or they're like grew Mm. up together or there is some sort of relation there because he like found just the way they interact to me was there there is a connection there a deep some sort of connection oh a shipping connection Okay, no, I really, I got the feeling that they're related somehow, like they're brothers. Oh, so the opposite of that, unless, unless you're the entire internet and then not. No, yeah. no. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so what, do you, I mean, do you like Keith? I don't really have an opinion. Like, I like how you feel about Shiro, where I actively like Shiro. I don't have really have an opinion on Keith. Like, I mean, he cracks me up and that him and, like, Lance, like, hate each other for, like. Yeah, it's more of a one-sided hatred from Lance. Yeah, because so, I don't yeah. think Keith cares. Keith doesn't care, yeah. No. Also, I don't really know if we can call him, like, Keith, Keith's not really the bad boy. Like, he was top of the class, dropped out for, you know. I think he's the bad boy. I mean, I assume he dropped out for some altruistic reason, which we'll learn later, right? But, uh, I I mean, he was kind of presented as, like, the, uh, he's the Mako of the group, if anyone. Um, Yes, maybe. I don't, yeah, he, he, I assume he's some deeper characterization. I don't particularly care about Keith right now. It's like Lance is, like, Mako plus Sokka in this, like, We'll talk about Lance, yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I think Keith's uh, he's he's okay. I think he's least characterized, so we'll see Fine. him, right? Uh, let's talk about uh, Lance, voice as I said by Jeremy Shada, voice actor of Finn on Adventure Time. Um, Lance, I think, is being presented as the uh, at least he thinks he's the ladies' man. He's kind of the hum- he's kind of the like comic relief of the group, and he also like dislikes 
uh, Keith a lot. So what do you think? Uh, so you're not big on Lance. We already talked about this. Yeah, he's like Sokka plus Mako, and it's like the Sokka part. So the reason why I like him, but then like he becomes Mako, and then I hate him. So like it's really hard. I don't really like. I dislike him, but sometimes I like him. I don't know. He he gives me mixed feelings. I don't really know. Yeah, my thing about my thing about Lance is that at least he's like he's like uh, my big thing with the male characters is when they're like completely unemotional. Yeah. That's what turns me off from them, right? And he, uh, Lance like is um, emotive, even if it's an annoying way. Like uh, he really, I mean, he really, he really is some weird combination of Mako and Sokka. I don't know how they got those two characters into like one person. I think I think he's mostly the Sokka of the group. No, he's mostly the Sokka, yeah. but he's so, like Sokka pre like Katara beating a little bit of sexism out of him so um, i didn't necessarily get sex. Uh, yeah it's borderline um it's he's not sako in the beginning of avatar was like full-on sexist he's like hitting on girls but yeah it's not necessarily in the most sexist it's not, way. and it's not like the most irritating thing ever yeah. but it's pretty irritating i thought that we might be going because i read the initial descriptions of the characters uh i thought we might go to a place where lance is like a like uh hitting on like everyone by type of way which would be great i would um, if he's if he's yeah. like jack harkness i am yeah. here That's, i will I, immediately be okay with lance if that we is haven't the case. seen that yet but at the same time he's completely in love with keith 100 percent. yeah no <laughs> like, they, yeah, yeah. well it's, it's so funny like who he clearly made up like this rivalry in his yeah, he head did. that's like what? <laughs> that means he's been fantasizing about yeah it sure. clearly <laughs> i mean i will say like in the first several minutes you know where it's just the three of them in the simulator and all that I like I really liked Lance because he was he was funny like he says funny stuff and he's like his facial expressions are excellent yeah uh, I'd, I'd say Lance is my second favorite honestly now, it was just him hitting on Allura that I was yeah. like please stop yeah I, I agree please stop with that and start hitting on Keith that's the that's the yeah resolution. I'm fine with that that can that can happen okay, okay. let's talk about uh Pidge I assume both of our favorites I don't oh, I guess I haven't said that so bit, but yeah great. Pidge definitely my favorite voiced Pidge by Bex Taylor Kloss um a uh 21 year old female um and <laughs> interesting the classic uh usually it's like an older woman voice right yeah like so that's kind of interesting um but yeah, that's I think that's it actually is like a very good voice choice, I think. Yes. Um I think Pidge is like one of the best characterized so far. He has the whole yes. family thing. He's just very sympathetic. I um, love him. Like yeah. I like I want to like carry him around in my pocket. He's, you want him to be your Kwame? Like he's yes, he's one <laughs> adorable. Like look at him. He's so cute in his glasses. He's so cute. And then like he's just of I mean, of course we like like the young like you know hermione boy that's <laughs> like, who he is he's like he's the he's, uh, he's, he's janora like that's who, that's who he is yeah he's like yeah he's, he's like the male janora but he's like he's 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 like the hermione janora character combined with um like the uh genki girl in an anime yeah. like energetic girl right like he's he's, he's yeah he's he's perfect like he's, he's just he's kind of yeah it's, he's it's really good. You could want. and then so like he's the closest to like having like the ideal character we want on the show like he's the, like he's fine like he's awesome i love yeah, him I'm, I'm very high on pitch as well yeah and then there you have hunk voiced by tyler labine uh do not know much about him although he's been in a lot of stuff 
um, as I see his Wikipedia page. He is the, uh, I didn't name their lions. Uh, he's the yellow lion. It's interestingly, they present the yellow lion as being like the tank of the of the group. Yes. I, I saw on the Voltron website, all the lions had stats, uh, like a video <laughs> game, but they yes. didn't really get into that except for the yellow lion on the show. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, he's the- Oh my uh, God, I want Pidge to like come out of his, like, ha- like he has like some sort of like iPad thing and yeah. he's like, Oh, blah, 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 like talking about all the stats. Like, I need that. I think it's going to happen. We're going to see that. That'll happen. One thing I really like is that, um, like, Hunk is like the mechanic and Pidge is like the, like the techie one. And, right. like, but they're both kind of like the techie one. Like, there's yeah. two kind of techie ones. I think that's cool. Um, and they like, they are like working together at one point in the episode. But it's also Hunk- like, you know, they could have gone this way with, you know, him, like, Hunk, but just he's the big, like, dumb vomiting guy like oh he's really big but he's a softy and they could have just that could have been it but yeah. no like he's like he's smart but a softy right yeah, yeah. He can uh, be, which is do you fine. like do you like hunk i i like i in the beginning i didn't really like him that much simply because like i was afraid like i could in my head i could see the path that they were gonna take hunk on mm. in which he's just Bolin, but like with nothing oh, there. He is one hundred percent season one Bolin. Like and like I was just I saw this future and I was like, I can't like him because at a certain point they'll ruin him and I'll be done. But I like like I he's funny. I also like him vomiting everywhere is that's pretty entertaining to me. Like I enjoy that we have like this pilot who like cannot stand to fly. Like that's really great for me. Like I just think that's fantastic. Also, he's really he's a not like he's nice. Like he's just, and and we kind we have to, and we have to have that you know kind of realistic character who's like, whoa, wait, wait, what guys? Like, okay, we're in space and we're in lions. Can we what? Kid, we kind of we kind of need a character like that when we're dealing with like ridiculous space so, lions. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He's fine. I like him. He didn't bother me. Yeah, I, I I want to like Hunk. I want to. He's a sympathetic-ish character. He's the bull, and I think he's pretty terribly presented these yes. two episodes. Um, I really, I, I really didn't like the vomiting. I think that once may have been fine. They did it like three times. Yeah. Um, well, there's uh, literally a line where he's like, "Yeah," he's like, "Oh, I'm hungry." He's like, "Yeah," because you vomited like yeah. five times. Uh, so I I think he's kind of like miss. Uh, not I don't know if he's like mischaracterized, but like he's I just. I, like I think is is the concept of his character is good, but he did nothing that would endear me to him. These yeah. episodes, they're overdoing it. Like they're not. Like ho- I'm assuming that we're gonna have a little bit more with him. Like him, please, because he needs it. I, Just I, like the, season one, Bolin needed it. Right. Yeah, the Bolin in the background from from book one to the point where I'm like actively. Uh, I think he's like actively the worst of the five from these first three. Um, I mean, it's hard to get. He's like at least somewhat characterized. It's hard to compare him to like uh, uh, Shiro or Keith, who are right. yeah lesser, but a lesserly less action going on. But um, yeah, I, I think we need to get on track with Hunk. I think the way they they presented him was not great, and I was not a fan. Um, but I do want to like him. Uh, okay, Princess Allura, um, the ruler of Kingdom of Aris. It says on the page what was anyway Aris. Um, Aris was it yeah. was a different name from her. The homeworld was different from the kingdom, or like. This, okay, I really like they're from oh, Altea. They're Altean. Oh, the, the, so, like, the civilization is different from like the I don't know whatever. I don't um, know. I yeah. I didn't to me. I I thought because they said that Altea and the solar system was destroyed. Like so, they're on a different planet. They're on like to me like I don't know if this is part of their empire or if this is just like a colony like where they had stuff. The secret layer of the lions. I don't know, but they did say that. Like Altea and the salt, like there, where she's from was is gone. 
Yeah, definitely gone. Which doesn't make sense given, like, were they on a ship when we had the flashbacks? I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember that. Um, From 10,000 Years Past, voiced by Kimberly uh, Brooks, the voice of Jasper and Malachite on Steven Universe, among other, let's end them other voices that she does. Um, Also, she has, like, I don't know, British accent? Is that what you would say? (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, they're not, it's not like, I'm going to call it Space British because Spa- yeah. like, it's, and by Space British, I mean, this is literally like in Star Trek and Star Wars, like anything in space, you always have like some empire and they always like, they kind of sound British, but they're not yeah. really British. Like that's, that's what she is. Yeah. She sounds like royal and foreign uh, right, in yeah, a British basically. way. Yeah. Um, thoughts we on. We just automatically say British because to us, that's what British is. Anything that's like dignified, different English sounding sounds British, British, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Thoughts. I assume Princess Lur is going to be our fave throughout the series, but Obvious. thoughts on her in this premiere. Um, I like her. Um, I didn't really appreciate the. I mean, okay, like I understand. Shocker, Delaney likes Princess Alara. Shocker. Shocker. Yeah. Delaney likes the only female character. <laughs> the, that we literally have. the only female character. <laughs> like, shocker. Show, yeah. Um, I mean, I do actively like her in that, like she, she, ha- she has presence and agency, which, like, when you know you have a cast of, you know, like you have five male leads, and you're like, oh, okay, here are all these dudes. You you get a little concerned when there's only one lady and like what they're gonna do with her, but she like I like I'm kind of iffy about the whole thing with her dad in that like it's not ob- like obviously hello she was you know asleep for ten thousand years she's like I woke up and was like um what am I supposed to do everyone I know is dead uh dad help like I mean to me that seems legit it's cool yeah. but it's also but- like. But, getting but, no but father, she, father. Literally, literally like she collapses at like the hologram of her dad like father on. Yeah. but she does you know come out in like super cool armor and like she's she's pretty cool like i'm excited to see where we go with her and like i want to see her just like being just just completely destroying like it doesn't have to be lance it can be like any of them who give her kind of attitude and she just like you know just yeah. Peggy Carter's them or whatever, just like father, father. Yeah, okay. So I think she, I, obviously, from my impression, I think she's somewhat of a uh, stereotype right now. Yes, like the she's like the royal. I do think uh, we have potential, though. We, I think, definitely, we have potential, and I think her character is going to do cool stuff. But um, in this premiere, she's like the uh, you know the the royal uh, daughter of like this like foreign. This I, I, this sounds specific, but it's actually like an archetype of the yeah. of like this king, and she's like very like loves her father, but she's like independent and like kick butt on her own. Um, all of that's the stereotype, but um, trope, I should say. But I uh, I think she's great. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know how many specific comments I have about Alara. Most of her role in this premiere is just expositioning, so I don't yeah. get a great sense of her. Um, I, I I do think that I'd like to move away from the uh, father part of her character yes. and more on the <laughs> her doing stuff on her own. Right? Like that's I very I very much think that we're gonna look back in seven episodes and like wonder why they started the show in this way when it's shifted into like maybe like half of our characters are female and like a large leader right like i think that's where we're going but well i mean i think we're like we're leaning kind of towards like a mixture of like allura being uh, like she's always like kind of somewhere safe and telling them what to do but she's like so obviously in charge like all the time 
Uh, yeah, potentially. I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, where, I where want her fighting things. I want to right. see. Right. I assume she'll be in the action, so I'm not sure where we're going with this. Love to see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, her character seems good so far. Um, definitely, definitely the most potential to grow. Um, I yeah, I think so. Out of all of our six, uh, like I, like I don't have a clear sense of where we're go- like. I could see all of our five just being the stereotypes that they are. I mean, five males, right. but her, it's. I think it's clear that I'm seeing. With like her. we were talking about, you know, their tropes. Like she's gonna be Padme Amidala running around, and then three PO being like, "Whoa, whoa!" Because Karan is three PO, and stop. And then she's just like, "No, bye." And just yeah. kind of doing stuff all the time. So we will we will see on Princess Lara. Thoughts on Koran, voiced by Reese Darby, um, as Royal Advarger in charge of castle control. I don't know. He's that just is, but... useless. Uh, I thought he was really funny, actually. I mean, he's fine. Like I don't like actively dislike him. Again, I, we've over. I'm there are too many men, and I'm just like. Oh, I know who he is. He's this is a weird role. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. He's the he was uh, Jim Carrey's boss in Yes Man. Um, I thought I liked that character. I thought that could, yeah. So I, I have a concept of what he looks like now. Yeah, the, this he's funny, Ristari, and um, uh, I I don't know. I thought that his humor was much more successful than anything they did. Well, with yes, yeah. agree. And also, I, there's a there's at least one or two line reads that he had, which I thought were like really strong. Like I didn't actually think the the like the humor in the actual script was was great, but I thought like one of his one of his reads on one of the lines really sold it. Yeah. Um, I, I think that he's probably always just going to be this like comic relief uh, advisor character. He's just um, kind of like a bumbling like he knows stuff and like yeah, I don't know how well. bumbling he is. It's interesting. He's a little oh, bit bumbling. He's super goofy. Like he's, he's goofy. He might be competent. I feel like bumbling involved in like. Well, no, uh, you, no, he you can be competent and be bumbling. I yeah, mean, like Marinette bumbling. is bumbling. Let's so about bumbling, I don't uh, acting in a confused or ineffectual way, incompetent. Okay, I win. So, okay. um, so uh, yeah, no, I feel you though. Like he can be like bumbling personality while still being smart. I, I think that's yeah. What he is. I that's yeah. what I mean. I think that's what he is like. Yeah. Uh, and then we have um, King Zarkon, the ruler of the Drool Empire, voiced by Neil Kaplan. I assume he's the original voice of, of Zarkon. He also does, um, he's voiced Optimus Prime. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> this is interesting. Yeah. Um, what's your, what's your initial impressions of King Zarkon? I mean, I just want to know, like, how he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's a long lifespan like, he could they're like, aliens yeah we but Allura seemed this Allura seemed like wait how's that possible like he's still alive so it didn't right. seem like that was the yeah. yeah like so and she would know um he i we there's i want to say there's like a little like i got the little i got the impression like just the way him and whoever that like super scary lady is that there, like, there's a little bit more to him than just I need the lions. Like, there's something I don't know, just going on. Wait, I don't have a good, I don't have a good read on him yet. Um, he's. I mean, I like him. He's fine. He's perfectly scary alien. You know, emperor. Like, cool. I guess the best way I'm thinking of him is uh, he's the. I always forget the Daleks' like creator's name. Davros. He's the Davros, and his species is the Daleks. That's the closest thing in my mind. Like he's very logical and just like okay, we're yeah. taking over the world, and like very kind of unemotional about right. it. I see him kind of as a Davros, but I'm not entirely sure. Like he could just have, he could just be like an emotional, like uh, raw, toxic masculinity type. Right. Guy. I'm not sure yet. Uh, so I think yep. that's going to be interesting. I mean, it'll be like I'm. I'm hoping we'll get a little bit like 
I want there to be more to him than just like conquering the universe because like it's different from when you have abilities like I want to take over the world like okay that's cool but like the universe that's a lot like that's <laughs> pretty <laughs> ambitious Sargon seems like, like he's almost there uh so he's what's he been doing for 10,000 years like is there just a lot of universe to take over or is he I would assume is he basically just took it over already and now he's just waiting to, to, mean, to he's waiting because the avatar has been in the ice for 100 years and he has to uh <laughs> he has to search for uh the avatar of ultron Wait, seriously, in order to... 10,000 years okay i understand you know i understand why sozin couldn't find you know why all of the fire he's, lords he's basically find the sozin who lived for long enough because sozin yeah. basically took everything over already yeah. and yeah so but i understand why they couldn't find the avatar but 10,000 years you couldn't find the lions <laughs> you only found one lion in 10,000 years like that's oh my god and like, also like when they walked into one of the a few of the lions cave like it lit up with like lion pictures like that might be a clue that like, there's a giant also, line here like seriously okay okay i mean i guess props they caught like the most temperamental line or whatever though it, the line really did seem that temperamental yeah, one out of five like, lines ten thousand years not a very good rate like, that, that is like. like the slowest like when did you think you were gonna take over the universe in like a million years <laughs> i guess like, yeah well on, his, oh on this God. rate fifty thousand years then i'll have the lions um <laughs> what's, just... why is he keeping i guess you can't why do you have the lion alive like did he want to, it seems like that he uh, he just Voltron is the only thing that could stop him. So if that's true, just destroy that lion and we're good. Like you don't need to use the lion for your purposes. Like no, you could I mean, do that, I guess, but you're well, fine I mean, on your own already. Why do you I mean, need to I keep guess that lion that's out? true. Like you could, he could pervert Voltron and you know have like evil Voltron. Except now I'm having flashbacks to evil. Find I'm, the biggest space stop. volcano you can. <laughs> space and volcano. And throw the lion into it, and it's dead. Like why but, are you keeping but, it alive? But do we know they can, can they destroy the lions? You can can't. Lions he has destroy? access to the entire universe. There has to be something which can destroy <laughs> the lion in okay, the whole universe. Okay. So I'm imagining, like, somewhere in the middle of the season, we're going to encounter Lion Kryptonite. And <laughs> Why didn't you? I mean, like, seriously, that's just the stupidest thing, keeping it keeping it alive. I really need Also, it, was, it wasn't even on his ship. It was on, like, some random dude's ship. You just, you have, you, why are you sending your, the ship? You, I know I get to that he's the closest one, but you happen to send the one ship that houses the lion the that they line, need. The You're bringing it to them. Zarkon, that's a very bad plan. Like, like even if it like, takes ten extra days, you can go yourself to destroy them and move the lion as far away right. from them as you can. Like, it just—they already have. At that point, they didn't know they had the green lion, but they had already had two. Why? Like, did you want them all on the same ship? That's stupid. Why? You. I don't it's, think he's not a very good villain. Like he's just—he's—it's not that he's like he can be a good character and be a terrible villain. Like right. he's just—he's not good at being a villain. I, I think that um, we're not supposed to judge Zarkon harshly for these. I think it's just supposed to laugh at him. I think but... it's, I think it's just plot holes. Like, but it's not like plot holes. Like I think they're aware of them, but they just chose to do this to try to make the these three episodes more concise story wise. It was like a decision, and I think it's fine. Like they weren't my initial complaints. Like I said, my three like this ranks below the mice for me in terms of <laughs> things I don't <laughs> like. But it is pretty mice. stupid considering what we've just established, right? So, yeah, um, I don't think that we're supposed to think of zarkon as like an idiot yeah, yeah i think he's supposed to be like the old he's, he's supposed to be scary alien emperor davros would never make this mistake like no no you're no daleks dudes <laughs> <laughs> i'm not impressed you can get a step up again and i guess we had that last character of the uh what did, what's their species called is the drool empire 
well, they're like the guru, aren't they, or something like know. that? His uh, his commander or whatever that went to attack them. Like none of them look the same. Like what are they? He, the guy that attacked them looked like a giant, uh, like red space mouse. Um, he looked like a lemur with like, like a, a gem in his eye. Like that's what. <laughs> oh, he's the uh, the ruby with the. Yeah, he's 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 Ruby. Uh, so uh, yeah, this guy I don't know. I have nothing to say about this guy. He's generic, like. Because so, my thing is like, okay, so if they're like, he's an you know he's an emperor. They have like this giant empire that's been going on for ten thousand years. There can be more. It doesn't just have to be like their race, but like I feel like we need a little bit more, like. Do they enslave people? Yeah, I need to know more about them. Yeah, but they've presented them as like destroyers of planets. Which again, to me, if you're gonna have an empire, why on earth would you just go around destroying planets? Like you could use the resources, but yeah, they seem they seem more uh, they seem more like intellectual and um, like uh, individual than the typical yeah. Galacticus species, right? So right. I think that's kind of interesting. Like the like they're not Daleks because they're not a hive mind, as far as we can right. tell. Right. Right. So I think like, that's the yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what what's up with that. Like yeah, you're right. Why are they destroying things? You should just you should just conquer like, them. Yeah, you would think conquer. Like they wiped out like an entire solar system. Like that's a lot. <laughs> you're very daunted by the uh, the scope of of these takeovers. Well, I mean, well, because well, we have okay, Voltron, defender of the universe. The universe is really big. Like you're different. Like we're, like. I feel like we kind of need to discuss it. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of ridiculous. I mean, maybe their universe, maybe this is a different universe, and maybe this universe is smaller. I doubt it. <laughs> no, I don't but, think it. But, um, it could be an alternate universe, but I don't think it's smaller. But, I mean, it could, I don't know. Maybe it's like three planets. Maybe we saw all the planets. Oh, quickly. What do you think of, uh, I really like the spirit world planet they go to. Yeah, same. Uh, where, I exactly. What, like, yeah. when they landed, I was like, they're in the spirit they world. They're in the spirit world, they're yeah. They're in the spirit world. They had the giant, the weird creatures. They uh, had the, the sloth was so cute. Yeah, like sloth was good. Um, I, I think that, that the, like, the, just the, the, like, things that happened while they're on that planet were kind of stupid. Like, nothing happened. Um, right. But I did, I kind of I think Shiro Pidge bonding is a little interesting. Um, well, that to me that like that interaction is what sold me on Shiro. Any desire to ship Shiro and Pidge? Uh, no, because Pidge is like eleven. So. Is he? I think he's the same age as the rest of them. I don't know how. Like he, they're in the same class. Like. I guess you no. I guess Shiro. I don't know. Whatever. If Shiro is like, I also liked the original, um, like the academy type thing from the. That's my thing. If Pidge is like the character, like we think he is, then he's like super smart, but like eleven. And I don't think he's eleven. I think he's supposed to be like the same age as them. He's just supposed to be the tiny like. Yeah, nerd boy that follows them around. Okay, it's time quickly. I want to make comparisons to the the first show I thought of when I saw these characters in this episode was the anime Free. Um, I think these like mimic the Free character archetypes completely. Um, so I think he's the Nagisa of that show. Um, who, who is the same age as them, but is like tinier and he's the same <laughs> the same thing. Um, the Haruka is definitely Keith or Shiro. I'm not sure which one. Uh, Makoto is um. Uh, I haven't even seen the second season of the show, but is this, this the swim show? It's the swimming, yeah, the gay okay. swimming show, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Makoto, I'd I just say probably is... offended like three listeners. Did yeah, like how does Delaney? Well, no, that's the gay swimming anime. That's what people know it as. Shiro's oh, the uh, Shiro's Makoto. Keith is um, Haruka. 
Ray is I don't know. This is breaking down. Lance, I don't. It's Lance. breaking down. Anyway, there. Page. <laughs> my first character I thought of when I saw Page was not Yisa from that show. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else did we not talk about? Yeah, I like the the Star Trek like Academy beginning aspect. Which I I'm hoping I think what's might happen is they kind of go back. And they like keep going to school, and they're like at the academy. <laughs> I don't think and they're then, going to school. They and could. Then Allura, and then Allura calls them and is like, "We need Voltron." And yeah. Like, I thought they'd like. I thought they'd like already ran away from school, but then at some point, Hunk's like, "Oh, I guess we're missing classes." Like, didn't you already like betray like, like the the professors and stuff? Yeah, I could see them maybe going back. I mean, I feel like like we're definitely going to encounter them again. Like we have this garrison and like yeah. It's the star. It's like the Starfleet Academy or whatever it's called in Star Trek. I think that's what. By it's... the way, they named the professors after the them. Uh, we had Lauren Montgomery Professor. We had uh, <laughs> like the script, like what the script coordinator or something was. Anyway, yeah, that was all them. Okay, let's that's quickly good. let's quickly talk about the crew coming from Cora. We talked about the voice actors. So uh, I talked about Joaquin Dos Santos, uh, Lauren Lauren Montgomery, uh, Joaquin came in during book two of Avatar, was a storyboard artist in book two of Avatar, was a, was a director on book three of Avatar, an executive producer on uh, all of Korra. He's known for his fight, his uh, action sequences. And with Brian out of the game for now, I would say he's probably the most talented um, kind of storyboard artist creator type uh, in the animation industry in America. Uh, hard to compare it to the Cartoon Network side of things with like uh, Rebecca Sugar and stuff like that. But right. uh, yeah, his... It, Assuming Brian's sitting out for now, then he's the one to watch for sure. Uh, Lauren Montgomery has always been in a like kind of producer side of Avatar. He she she worked on storyboards for the very end of or for Korra. She worked on storyboards for the very end of Avatar, but was mostly in for Korra. Um, I don't I don't remember specifically what she's like known for or anything. She's just very generally very good. I think maybe it's for some character modeling. I remember her being involved with in the commentaries for. For the core episodes, uh, Keon Ryu is a producer. Uh, was another producer on Korra. The entire produce production team outside of Mike and Brian is involved in the series. Uh, the entire t- direction team comes from Korra. Uh, we have um, we have Steve Ahn, Eugene Lee, and uh, Chris Palmer. All were storyboard artists on Legend of Korra for books three and four, and they are directors for the show. The entire writing team is from <laughs> Avatar and Korra. Like I said, we have Tim Hedrick, Josh Hamilton, who wrote for Avatar and Korra, and we brought back in Mei Chan, who wrote uh, one episode at the end of Avatar and was involved with the and was a staff writer at the end. I assume she may be related in some way to one of the writers. I'm not sure. Anyway. Um, and uh, who else we have involved? I wrote this down. We also have Studio Mirror doing the animation, of course. Uh, Andrea Romano is the voice director. Tim Hedrick gets a voice directing credit. Um, interesting. Uh, I think that's kind of natural, having your head writer doing, right. uh, doing directing the voices. But yeah, Andrea Romano, the voice director for Avatar and Korra. Lauren Zercher uh, is heavily involved. Or I've seen some... Uh, artist credit at the credits she was a background artist on legend of Korra. those are the i apologize if i forgot any names those are the ones i immediately saw in the credits the score the score is done by brad breek who is not involved in avatar Korra, but did do the <laughs> score for gravity falls so that's that connection which is why the music's awesome yeah he's very good um so there you go this we very much know this like, team there's like, a clearly there's a reason we're covering the show this, for, that, there's the, multiple what i just said is the reason we're covering the show yeah like, that's why that's we why we're here so, but it's also been the, the show very good on its own and yeah this is like um i'm glad this team stuck together um they're many, squad 
the the squad quad goals they're the real these these people in particular uh combined with studio mayor are really the reasons why cora books three and four were so spectacular um and i mean of course we have high hopes for the show but yeah high hopes for the show um <laughs> i'll be watching uh tim hedrick's uh writing work as he's I guess they list him as story editor and not head writer, but um, he's thrust into the mic role now. Uh, we'll see how this goes. So it's going to be very interesting. Uh, very much fans of all these people. I follow a lot of them on Tumblr or whatever social media if, if they have. And uh, and uh, yeah, so Delaney and I are going to continue covering Voltron. We're going to probably have shorter podcasts for the subsequent episodes. Like we're talking about three here and it's the first one, probably maybe more towards the 20 or minute, the 30 minute side for these 22 minute episodes coming up. Uh, Delaney, final comments on, I didn't even say the name of the episode, Rise of Voltron. The <laughs> After an hour, we say the name. Um, I just, I'm eager to see where we're going. Please more women soon. <laughs> I'm very sure that we that I'm, I think I'm, I need more women like yeah, now. No, literally one female character, so uh, we'll talk about. It. We'll we'll see where. I it mean, goes. I guess two because there's like the evil woman, and she frankly terrifies me. Who? The one like his advisor or whoever who did like that weird like. Oh, magic I don't even remember stuff. her. Yeah, yeah, they had like the she's mystic scary. one. Yeah, I'm yeah. ready for her though. Like she's gonna be cool. Oh, like, I, there's Witch Hagger listed on the... I don't know if that's her, but yeah, maybe perhaps. maybe that's her. So we'll learn more about that character and uh, yeah. maybe. And everything coming up, can stay, stick with us, OverlyAnimated.com. Subscribe to us. Look for the future Voltron ones. I'm probably not going to post them um, individually, like on Tumblr <laughs> and Twitter. So look, go to OverlyAnimated.com. I'll make like a compilation post at the end of every day. So last comments, Lainey. It's good stuff. Let's yeah. keep trucking. Keep trucking. I'm still nice and Lenny Stovall. I give the credits. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash overly animated. Thank you very much to Shayna, Mitch, Cordell, Beatrice, Nate, Andy, Jamie, Rachel, John, Ryan, and Catherine, aka Haina, Fever Merch, Kadar University, Beatrice Exchange, Nathan Fillion, Buzz Like Your Mailman, Rachel Rose, Johnny Bravo, Brian, and Cookie Cat. I said it slow because I am not going to say that at the end of all of our Voltron ones. I'm going to have a conduce, uh, uh, reduced credit. So there's our, that. This applies for the next 12 podcasts or whatever. Okay. <laughs> I, we're going to be going fast. I'm not going to be able to remember uh, like uh, every credit. So probably also going to forget to like, say like uh, a bunch of the spiel in the beginning. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, that's good. Thanks, guys. Let us know what you thought. Comments, uh, overlyanimated.com. Um, on YouTube comments, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can subscribe to us there as well. I look at, I see comments there on overlyanimated.com. Tumblr asks, uh, please, I don't know how the Voltron fans are going to be commenting-wise. Please try to be respectful. Um, I could see this there being on, uh, we, we, with the commenter scale, we don't need to get into that, but. Yeah, no, um, we don't. I mean, I have, I have, just, you're saying. I have a prediction, but yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. but uh, be aware we are not approaching this from a Voltron fan perspective. I said that in the beginning, you know, like that's just how it is. Because okay. we were not alive when Voltron was on. We didn't talk about their weapons. Bayards. Okay, just want to throw that out there. Yeah, yep. we don't need to talk about that. And their armor. That was like two seconds. Anyway. But, it, but it's cool stuff. It's cool stuff. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, see you for episode two. Bye. Bye. Bye.